absolutely amazing. Win, lose or draw, he's been magnificent. They go back for Reynolds to take the first shot. He likes it, the crowd likes it, and so does the referee. South Sydney have won in golden points. Here is Hull, watch him again. Conrad Hull has run over the top of Watmo that time. Remember, wow, wait. Remember, he's a baby. Caesar, little kick in behind him for the upright. It's there. It pops up and they've scored a try. They have scored a try. I think it's Prince who scored. And Scotty Prince is onside. Beautiful kick by Caesar. And there's no doubt he puts the ball down. Hello everybody and welcome to Not The Footy Show episode 115. I'm obviously not the voice of Warwick D. Nicholson, your favoured choice of host, but he's given me the reins to, <laughs> to take over the intro tonight. It's a rookie special, we've got everything coming up, Warwick. How are you? Very good, Jakey Jake and the Funky Bunch. Good to, good to have you alongside me again, mate. I think from popular demand, people have just been crying out for more. Uh, more J, JJFB, I think, is the, uh, <laughs> is the new term for you, mate. Uh, yeah, you've, you've kicked it off beautifully. It is the Round 19 preview as well, everybody. We've got a semi-decent show. It could have been amazing. There, was but, things. Uh, there were things planned that hopefully will happen tomorrow, everybody. But uh, I can't reveal that because I might do a special little mini-podcast, Jake which I'm sure you'd be keen to hear if I can make things happen. Definitely. Always am here. keen to hear your podcasts. Especially the ones with the player that we'd lined up to talk to. Uh, <laughs> it's the rookie special. We're looking at uh, the three main contenders for rookie of the year. Uh, last year, I think we did our edition a little bit earlier in the year. This year, we waited till the run home to hopefully make it more interesting. But there are two dead set standouts, and there's a bit of a debate on who the third best rookie is for, for 2012, Jakey Jake. There's a lot of really good options out there. And we'll wait till we talk to Maria we'll wait. to know who they are, of exactly. course. Oh, of course. But what I will say is that there's also a lot of good fringe candidates as well. Yeah. Well, as you said, there's a couple of definites in there. There's the performance also this year, yeah, at sure. least 10 guys that I can think of that you could maybe get into a third, fourth. And that's it. I mean, and that's what we're looking at as well. Yes, we're looking at what they've done this year. But we've also got to look at the future. How good, how, who's going to be the best of the bunch? So yeah. we'll talk to Maria Seals from Big League Magazine. And we'll also talk to our man in Queensland... Maddie Duncan, who I'm sure has forgotten all about last week and whatever <laughs> happened then. We've got a bit more information on Luke Lewis leaving the Panthers. Uh, a couple of theories are going around on was he pushed, did he walk, what's the situation? Jake, I'm sure you'll have a view on that. I will. I'll have a view and, to be honest, I probably will change about three times during the show of what he's actually well, doing. Well, hopefully but... Maddie Duncan is a bit of a voice of reason up there in Queensland. He'll give a, I guess, an outsider's view on the whole situation. And then finally... Jakey, you and I will bring the show home with our Round 19 preview. No GT this week. No DC Chapman. Uh, where are you now, Nick McInerney? Who knows where he is? Uh, he's not <laughs> available at the moment. But there is eyes. I have uh, done the interview with eyes this morning. Uh, he was kind of happy with the Raiders 40, Melbourne 12. And what a day it was. We will talk about that a little bit later on. Ooh, but right after the break here tears. on Not The Footy Show, we have the Queen of Rugby League. I am ready for tip. Throw me a freaking bone here. I'm the boss. Need the info. Let's see how we go. Not the hoodie show. Hello. Good evening, Maria C. Ellis. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Very, very well. I have another, well, second time co-host well, alongside me. I'm comfortable. I'm in. I'm at the desk. I'm sort of taking over the reins, Maria. How are you, Jake? Here. I'm very well. Yeah. No, you sound 
Oh, yes. Well, there we go. That's the, the best thing about Not The Footy Show's podcast is uh, pretty much we can make anyone sound fantastic. The, the wonders of uh, equalisation or whatever the... I don't know what those terms are. That's Maria, we've, we've got to talk about some Rookies of the Year, don't we? Yes. Now, did you uh, guys at Big League do a Rookie of the Year special hey, earlier? Can you give me a second? Um, I'm interested to having a family emergency. <laughs> well, in that case, uh, we'd love to talk to you soon. Uh, bring us back when you can, Maria. <laughs> Well, let's just uh, elevate the music. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. Are you ready to go now? Uh, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, we, we, we don't want to go into the personal details of what that emergency was, um, uh, but if you'd like to tell us, you're more than welcome to. Uh, no, Maria, the Rookie of the Year. You guys at Big League did a, a bit of a different rookie spin a couple of weeks ago. Well, it's a funny one with him because he's actually played nearly twenty, yeah. played nearly twenty games, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he played his first game in two thousand and I don't know, ten maybe. Yeah, that would make so, sense. Uh, yep. He's been around for a bit. He actually started as the Broncos fullback that year, mm. if you remember, and kept one uh, Josh Hoffman in reserve yeah. grade. Yeah. So that was an interesting. Type. So you did an article on him. I think it was Conrad Hurrell and Reynolds as well. Now, I think there's a, the rest of the bunch is actually is pretty talented group. We've opened up the show sort of saying there are two big contenders for Rookie of the Year, which is Adam Reynolds from the Bunnies and uh, Thunder Thighs Harrell from the Warriors. Now, we wanted you to sort of help us get to that third uh, main contender. We'll obviously talk about Reynolds and Harrell in a sec, but if you had to uh, put your name down and, and pick one player who you think's had the, the third best rookie season so far, who would it be? Yeah, he's, he's done actually a really good job on that flank. I mean, I think he's, his inside centre was Chase Blair. And I, from memory, Maria, after speaking to you on Sunday afternoon, you weren't exactly enamoured with Chase's performance on the weekend. No, well, he's been dropped, so I think that's a little... Yes, uh, you know, eagle-eyed cherry it's, out here. And it's a good, uh, a good point you say about Sia. He hasn't been on a great side, and he puts in solid performances, and he sort of has made that seamless transition. He played one game last year. He got a game, I think it was in round 26. I think he scored one or two tries against mm. the Titans. Help the Eels avoid the wooden spoon. And he's come in this year, and I think he's played pretty well. He probably hasn't quite made my top three no. for this year, but I can see the merit in what you've said, Marie, because at the end of the day, he's played pretty much every game and, and really hasn't played a bad match. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think the problem with this year is um, a lot of the rookies haven't actually played a lot of games. Yeah. So it's uh, hard, to, hard to pick. I found, I found this year, in like I've done it for the past two, I found this year really difficult. Yeah, it's not an easy... Uh, I've got the team of uh, Rookie Team of the Year coming up later with Matty Duncan that I have really painstakingly tried to put together. There's absolutely a thousand outside backs mm. you can choose from, but realistically no fullback. Uh, there's a few halves to choose from, but gee, the lack of talent up front, Maria, what's going on? We're not producing the uh, the big boppers anymore. Well, I think I think it's probably a good thing, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, I've spoken to several coaches about the whole uh, prop young prop thing and you know everyone sort of believes that they mature later in life so I think they've all gone through reserve grade to try and get a little bit bigger and better and wiser yeah. <laughs> quick one on, on that point uh, you've got two blokes at the Bulldogs uh, Josh Jackson and Dale Finnecane now they've both sort of come through the Toyota Cup ranks and they were considered really coming this season 
pretty much can't miss prospects. Uh, players that you know you expected to see at the Bulldogs uh, first grade a bit more this year. But there's a couple of developments that have happened in the last couple of months. So first, the Bulldogs signed Tony Williams. Yeah. And now you've just re-signed Dean Hallitau. Uh I thought it was a tough job for them to make first grade this year, but next year it could be even harder. Yeah, well, I probably see a few people leaving. I think David Stagg will be one. Yeah. Um, you'll clear a little bit of space. But um, I, I'm really surprised that they're, they're playing at all this year, to be honest. Yep. Yeah. I thought it'd be a couple more, yeah. Now, would you play them off the bench in... Uh, First grade, if you could find a spot for them. Because the biggest issue that I have is I look at your team next year. Eastwood at lock. You've got um, probably play 40, 50 minutes. So he's your, he's your interchangeable player. Hallitau's been become um, uh, Glenn Stewart's favourite. Uh, Glenn, sorry, uh, Des Hazel's Glenn Stewart, effectively. Yeah. Plays you 80 minutes on the edge. And then T-Rex obviously plays. And we know how effective he can be playing 80 minutes. You've got three front rollers yeah. who eat up all your minutes up front. Where, where's the minutes? Because Corey Payne played, what, six minutes the other night, Jake? Yeah. And yeah, you forgot Pritchard. Uh, yeah, and Pritchard, who's the other bloke. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's just going to be hard for him to get any game time, barring injury. Yeah, uh, to be honest, it's very sad, but I, I sort of foresee them um, going elsewhere. And they're, they're both really talented players. Yeah. So are, they off, are they off contract at the end of this year or next year? Um, I think the next year. Okay, so they've locked them up for a little while. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Jake? I've got one more thing on the Bulldogs. We're back to our rookie things. Me and Warwick have had a bit of a debate this week about our rookie of the year. How do you see James Graham? Would you call him a rookie in his first year of NRL? No, that, that's not fair. No? So, he's, I'm so, un- so unfair, Jake. But he's an NRL... Oh, so yeah, I he's only... I, he's had only... Him, I had him in my top three and... I've tried to stand by that, but Warwick has seen well, that Sam Burgess a couple of years ago was the same deal. I mean, he was actually only 21, I think, when he came out here anyway, yeah. so he had more of a claim. Yeah. Uh, okay. But Graham, I think, has played the last six Super League Grand Finals. I think he has, yeah. I think he's got some decent credentials behind him. Calling himself a rookie. Yeah. Uh, Maria, uh, we've got to talk about the three main contenders. Um, we've probably put Aiden Caesar just a little bit ahead of uh, Ken CA, simply because Caesar coming into first grade, he's allowed Scott Prince to get back to that form, I think, that we yeah. all... Have seen in recent or haven't seen in recent years. He's, he's back playing some decent footy. Old Scott Prince. I think that's because of Aiden Caesar. What's your take on that? Oh, definitely. Um, I, I wrote something in the the launch issue about um, if you look at when the Titans sort of started to pick up again, it correlated with Caesar coming into first grade. So I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah, and uh, we've got a personal tweet. We got a personal tweet from Ash Harrison. Uh, you can grab him on Twitter. But he, uh, I put the question up: which rookie should join Harrell and Reynolds as the two favourites? And he adamantly said Aiden Caesar has made a big difference to their club. So uh, if uh, one of your more senior teammates has seen that impact, then yeah. Aiden Caesar gets in your top three. It leaves us with Adam Reynolds and Conrad Harrell. Which of those two have you enjoyed watching more this year, Maria? Oh, that's very hard. I mean, you enjoy watching Conrad because he's just awesome. But um, in terms of someone who's really made a difference, Adam Reynolds has been amazing for South. There's an element of the Reynolds argument that I think everyone's just forgetting a little bit. This guy didn't play first grade. I didn't play any grades last year. He had a knee reconstruction. Yeah, he's coming off yeah, injury. Yeah. It's a fair effort to come back in. Hasn't, and he hasn't looked, missed a game. And he's looked, and he hasn't looked top. You know how some halves come into first grade, they play beautiful for a couple of weeks. Yeah. A couple of months maybe, and then the rigours of first grade get to him. I mean, mm-hmm. if anything, he's getting stronger. He's at the getting moment. stronger, and he's looking good. And you know, and let's be perfectly frank with John Sutton, he's not in form. No, well, he's he's, he's, he's in and out of, of whatever he calls for, and he's 
It's Reynolds who's steering the ship for the bunnies. Yeah, Sutton is having to feed off Reynolds. Which is, which is a, better for the South. It's better for South, and it's a, a massive compliment to Adam Reynolds saying that this senior halves member is actually feeding off you for form. Which I think, yeah, is John Sutton in a nutshell. He's that complimentary mm. kind of guy in the halves. Now, Conrad Hurrell, Maria, uh, is there any truth to the rumour that he's blowing in those kisses to you? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bit of a David Shillington situation, is it? No, um, it's not high pitch, but it's just like very boyish. <laughs> I'm glad and, you um, sledged Shillington instead of me. So. Yeah, uh, he's oh, he's he's a champion. Um, I'm a big fan of, of what he could become. And the biggest thing for him, and people have pointed out, is is that his body doesn't get out of hand. I guess, mm-hmm. he, and he, he hurts himself because he's grown so much. I mean, he's got a foot strain. There's conflicting reports whether he's going to play this weekend. Uh, but he is one of those players that. Everybody just enjoys seeing get the ball, and um, I think there's a lot of centers, particularly left centers in the NRL, who are yeah. currently, especially this weekend, who is left center for the. I think it's a stand-in this week for the um, Broncos. I think actually, who is their center this weekend? Their center is Alex Glenn is being put yeah. on him to try and stop him if if uh, Harrell played. But wow, he's a he's a dead set fantastic prospect, house. and it's as you said, so young. He's got so much to learn. I think. His power game matches the most powerful centres in the competition once he adds a bit more ball-playing ability, I yep. think, is one area that he can improve. And that's going to come from and playing football. Play. He's only played... What's the stat on him, Maria? He started playing football at what age? Um, he was playing in... He played his first season in rugby league last year. Yeah, isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> yeah. And so, th- so, yeah. Another guy we can probably talk about, sort of Edric Lee. In a oh, Edric Lee, basketball? Basketball, you know. Now, Maria, you know how much I've been a fan of Edric the Giant. Did you see what I saw on the weekend? He actually got past the ball? Yeah, I know. It was great. Um, uh, there's a couple other players we've got to put up there quickly. Uh, these are the ones in consideration. We'll probably go through them a little bit more with um, Matty the next segment. But Ryan Simpkins been really impressive for I've the Panthers. I've got a lot of time for Ryan Simpkins. I love what he does on the field. He works hard. He does the gritty work. He sort of just has that... I don't know, like a Craig Fitzgibbon-y... He just does, Ryan yeah. kind of like, he's I not think this year he's had at least... At least two or three games where he's made more tackles than minutes played. Yeah. Uh, which is a, is a big effort. Any, any second row you've yeah. got doing that. He's, and he's, he has a sneaky ability to get over the try line as well. He does. Uh, there's Daniel Harrison who's been filling, I guess, the Glenn Stewart role to a degree for the uh, Seagulls. You mentioned CO. Andrew Erringham, who I think is borderline on the age you have to be for, for Rookie of the Year. Yeah. But mate, his start to his career was basically he got the ball, he scored tries. He scored tries. You know, Didn't the, do anything else, but he got the ball and scored tries. And that's not what still got to do on the wing. I think the good thing about the Rabbitohs is now they are putting him on the wing. They've, they've tried the experiment of having him in the yeah. centres and it just hasn't worked. I'm not sure if it's a size. He, he doesn't know how to pass. I think yeah, that's the issue there. But, a couple of like Ben Henry, I think, has played every yeah. game for the Warriors in the centres and he yeah. was a pure rookie. Uh, poor old Tao Tao Moga. Mm-hmm. Everyone hyped him up. He's, you can see the ability is yeah. there, but you also see what he did on Monday night. Yeah. Um, that's going to come from playing more football. Josh Mansour may have made a real run yeah. at, this, at this title if he hadn't missed the last three or four games of the back injury. Uh, then there is Matt Ryan for the Eels. He, again, I know my sort of what classifies a rookie is being debated quite heavily, but he's probably the other guy who pushes Caesar for me for the third. Okay. I, I really third. like what he brings. Not just because he's in your dream team. And not just because okay, he's Okay, it probably is. And then we've got to get to the last two, Maria. One that I think has a lot of potential, and, and I did a, a uh, interview thing with him um, for the Knights website from Alex McKinnon. He played three games last year for the Dragons, and then he's played pretty much all this year off the bench for the Knights. 
But you made an interesting comment. The kid's like 21 or whatever, and he's played a handful of first-grade games. And one of the questions he got asked in the, in the press conference was, um, like, are you at you where you want to be as a player? And he said, no, I want to be as good as Alex Glenn. Because he frustrates me that I'm not as good as a guy like Alex Glenn. Now, you can read that on two ways. You can say that he thinks he's the bee's knees, or you can say, well, that's the player he wants to be. And I actually look at it as a positive if you're a Knights fan, because that's a kid saying, actually, I've got a level I want to try and get to. Yeah. And I think that's encouraging. Yeah, um, well, he's been a favourite of Wayne Bennett for a while now. So, you know, if he sees something in him, then I'm sure there's something there. And the last player we have to mention. Oh, hey. Hip, hip. Um... So he's, been been great. Great. he's been great. He has, and we watched the game, Maria, obviously a rookie on the weekend, and the moment Jorge went off the field, that was the end of the Seagulls, wasn't it? Yeah, um, he made a ridiculous amount of metres and set up some tries. Of course, he was playing power. Yeah. Still... Always inflates <laughs> your stats a bit, but I think last week showed what, what he's capable of. He has the ability to beat his man. He's strong as well, which is what I like. You Unfortunately, know, he does have an Achilles heel. Well, he's got two, but um, <laughs> his main problem is going to be... Uh, Teams have targeted him with the kick, yeah. the kick to the corner. Uh, he's still not. Like, you can tell he's not experienced under the high ball. Come finals time, that's something that um, Jeff Tebby's going to have to try and uh, fix for the Seagulls because that is a weakness for young Hip Hip. Now, Maria, you told us Reynolds, Harold, Co. Which of those three is your rookie of the year? Uh, Reynolds. Reynolds and best player long term. Conrad Hurrell just shades Adam Reynolds for your best all-time. Oh, my God! What is it? Trampoline! Trampoline! You said what now? Also, Maria, just before you go, uh, there's been a bit of a rumour floating about here that I I was listening to ABC Radio, as I like to do on the weekends, and I happen to hear your voice. Uh, Have you been doing a bit of moonlighting work? Uh, I don't think that's in your Not The Footy Show contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> your address is obviously wrong. <laughs> we've been sending them. Yeah, you care, care to explain yourself, Maria? We've 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 got a bit of a concern here in the offices. Um, yeah, just on the radio. Um, just getting some experience. It's really fun, actually. Oh, so this this isn't this isn't fun, <laughs> and this isn't experience, and it's not the radio. Apparently, yeah. it's yeah. Thanks, Maria. We appreciate the love. You're saying that your phone manner yeah, is exceptional. Know, Microphone type situation, and so, panel, you know, buttons and that kind of thing. How, how do we make this? How do we make this happen, Maria? We, we, <laughs> we've got buttons. Uh, we have like great taps, water facilities. Probably could even put on some kind of snacks. I could put on a spread. <laughs> yeah, we should get you in the office, the round table. It could be sensational. So what Jake's doing, Maria, is he's saying it's time to get some real experience yeah. and uh, not the footy show live. What's happening? <laughs> Oh, this is what we, yeah. we, we've tried to establish, mm. and uh, I think Jakey is really keen to, to get up here. We've got a, at least one trestle table we could uh, pop out and uh, accommodate everybody. Uh, the uh, 1970s decor is outstanding in this apartment. I've got to say, and your ability to make a snack is second to none. <laughs> You're chowing down on uh, a bit of caviar and some uh, Vickies right now, aren't you, mate? Amongst the finest I've had as well. Uh, Maria, we'd like to make it happen. Uh, Wednesday nights, apparently you are available. The, the question is... 
can you be bothered driving up to uh, the North Shore? Oh, well, my, my boyfriend is in my car, so... Oh. Get him on. Get him on. We want him. Now, I understand his um, English is a little bit accented. He has a French accent, so I don't know how that's That is awesome, because I love the French accent. Well, maybe we can interview Dimitri Pello that that night, (laughs) and they can communicate. Um, We we would honestly, uh, and this is, it's been way too long in the pipeline anyway, uh, we need to get you on here for a live show. Uh, I'm sure Jake will make himself available that, right. that evening. I'll make the trek up as well, and I don't have a boyfriend in the <laughs> cave. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, we'd love to have it. Uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, when you're free next, Maria? Um, I'll have to consult my yeah. full diary. Talk to your people, we'll diary. talk to Actually, what people. you should do is consult ABC Radio and see mm. if you can get a release from that yeah. radio <laughs> contract uh, that you apparently have. If you want to hear, Maria, uh, what what is that show, actually? Give it a plug, go for it. Now, when, where did you do that uh, on Sunday? Did you do it from Brookie? Uh, no, no, no. It was on Saturday. I did it. Um, okay. Oh, in the studio. Oh. So yeah. yeah see, yes. Yeah, see, this is like studio. I mean, yeah. we've got walls and everything. Um, we've got a microphone with a little green light that comes on when you're on the air. I mean, well, what do you want, Maria? Honestly, we got your tips for round number nineteen. Uh, you've been a great sport as always. Friday night, the Broncos and the Warriors. Okay, uh, no love. For... It's because Conrad's not playing, clearly. Uh, Bulldogs and Eels. Eels are specials, I'm sure. Um, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they won, but I'm not stupid enough to get them, so I'll go with the Bulldogs. <laughs> you did watch the same team I did last weekend as well. Uh, the Storm and the Cowboys? Uh, the Storm. Okay, they can bounce back from being humiliated by the Raiders? Uh, absolutely. And if they don't, I think everyone will cry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I talked to Ryan Hoffman the other day, and he was filthy. Yeah, well... Uh, Classic Just outplayed by uh, the Vikings, King, Josh Papali. Uh Knights and Seagulls. Uh, the Seagulls. I've uh, got the Tigers and the Panthers. The Tigers. Oh, no, the Panthers. Oh, yeah, actually, you, you did throw a curveball there, didn't you? I'd like the curveball theory, though. It's good. You need one on a weekend. Uh, Raiders and Titans. Is everybody just going to forget that the Titans actually had played decent footy up until last weekend? Um, Raiders. No, they've, they've got a lot of people out. Yeah, Bird's yeah. still out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Harrison's still uh, out. Yep. Uh, the Dragons and the Sharks at Wynn Stadium down there in Wollongong. The Sharks. Yeah, it's a funny well, one, this one. A lot, of people, a lot of people are liking the Sharks, actually. A lot of people uh, they're, out, they're outsiders, outsiders. significantly. The Roosters and the Rabbitohs. Now, the Roosters were abysmal Monday night and got a draw. Surely the Rabbitohs win by, like, 90. Yeah, the Rabbitohs. I mean, if they don't win, that's... Awful. Awful. Okay, I can go through the fried rice because you have fourth selection and our other two guests aren't on the show tonight. I'm taking the Bulldogs as my fried rice. Nick is taking the Storm. Uh, DC is taking the Seagulls and that leaves you with the Bunnies, if you're happy with that, Maria. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, now, you know about fried rice, don't I you? I do. Know it well. This is the King, the Queen. Right. She's on fire. I think she's 13 for, 17, uh, 13 for 18 or 14 for 18 for the year, Maria. That's, That's unbelievably good. Now the pressure is on and you're going to fall away badly. All right, Maria Cialis, thanks very much. Big League Magazine is out every Thursday. Maria does some amazing articles. And evidently, according to her Twitter account, so do her friends. So everybody, uh, listen to uh, read her stuff, listen to her stuff. She's on Twitter, at MCialis, and we'll speak to you next week on Not The Footy Show. See you, Maria.
Okay, everybody, we promised he'd come back on the show soon enough, and Eyes has been good enough to grace us with his tips for round 19. Good morning, champion. Good morning. Now, mate, uh, I have some good news. What? Well, what happened on the weekend between a certain team and a certain team? The Canberra Raiders won. Who'd they beat? They beat the Storm. Yeah, we beat them 40 points to 18. Well, now, can you... 40 points to 12, sorry. I stuffed up. Uh, can you tell me how many? <laughs> can you tell me how many points that is different? Did you figure it Uncle. out? With, did you figure it out with Grandma? I can't do it. Forty points minus twelve. I can't do that. Well, let me just tell you, it's twenty-eight. Okay. Okay, I'm ready for tips. All right, champion. We have to get through your round uh, nineteen tips in just a second. But who played really well for the Raiders? Do you remember who? His name's Edric the Giant. It was absolutely amazing. Ah, very, very good, champion. Yeah, he's your, your new favourite player, Edric the Giant Lee. He's a champion. And if they keep part, cutting out uh, Jared Croker, everything will work out well for the Raiders. Now, buddy, the tips for round 19. Friday night, we've got the Eels against the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. We've got the Broncos against the Warriors. Broncos. The Newcastle Knights against the Seagulls. Newcastle Knights. Then we've got the Tigers against the Panthers. Tigers. Then on the other game on Saturday night is the Storm versus the Cowboys. Cowboys. And then on Sunday, the Raiders play the Titans. Can Canberra win their third straight game? Raiders. Oh, I think he thinks he can. And then the other game on Sunday is the Dragons and the Sharks. Dragons. And then Monday Night Football, the Roosters play the Rabbitohs. Roosters. And do you reckon you could kick a field goal easier than Mitchell Pearce? What, 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 what? <laughs> do you reckon you could kick a field goal easier than Mitchell Pearce? Yes, anyone could. <laughs> Very good. All right, eyes champion, we will speak to you again next time on Not The Footy Show. Can you say goodbye, everybody? Bye-bye, everybody. See you next time on Not The Footy Show Show. Nice to celebrate in front of the Manly fans, mate. It was, yeah. I was, I was really happy, and I was looking... I was looking at when I'd hit my 100th for Manly and, you know, looking ahead in the schedule yeah. and I saw that this was going to be the game and I was just hoping I'd stay on the field through to then. Didn't want to have to celebrate it somewhere else. Yep. That's the best place. And in front of Mum? In front of Mum, yeah. They had a good good crew come down for me and uh, it was nice. Nice to see everyone there. Mate, do you think you'd reach 100 a couple of years ago when you were no, sitting there well, broken leg? You know, I never really thought I'd get there, but, um, you know, I, I'm stoked. I, you know, yeah. 100, 100 games to Manly, it's a, it's a pretty good honour for what me. What drove you back you know, around that time? Um, yeah, what I, drove you? What, what, kept you, what kept you going? Um, I think, you know, I, I just didn't didn't feel like it was, was ready to end there. Yeah. And, and uh, regardless of what was said, I I, um, I wanted to have a good crack at it. And, and I had had the support around me, you know, my family and, and friends and, you know, staff, blokes like Donnie Singe and that, that, yeah. that really helped me to get back to where I am. Start of the year, you start off in New South Wales Cup. What were the keys to getting back in the first grade? Um, I think just just staying focused on on the footy, on um, you know not not uh, burying my head in the sand and and wanting to give up. You know, yep. just just enjoying the footy and and getting back on the field. Um, you know, playing good footy and just biding my time and, and waiting for a chance. And and uh, it came, so you know I, I don't want to. Don't want to get dropped again, you know, it's not a good feeling. <laughs> and finally, mate, 100 games, there's got to be one golden try that you can take us through from those 100 games. Um, What's the standout? Probably probably my first one versus the Roosters. It was it was pretty uh, 
pretty exciting, you know. I, I think officially it was it was something like 20 metres, but you know, I, I tell everyone I, I broke through at halfway, stepped four people, and then came to the fullback and dropped the left foot on him and uh, dived over. Alrighty, now what do we have next? May Duncan, the man from Mount Gravit in Queensland. Actually, first, he's not. Oh, you haven't experienced the MD, the, the subtle, the soothing tones <laughs> of uh, May Duncan. Now, everybody, uh, before I ring him up tonight, and I'm not going to bring it up till halfway we talk to him, but um, a couple of things came across my Facebook page in this last couple of days. Oh, dear. Uh, and I'll show you uh, after the show, mate. Mm. But essentially, uh, May Duncan, you know, you sometimes have those 80s parties and people don't really try. I do. Matty Duncan he tries. tries. He tried. Wait till we get more on Matty Duncan right here on Not the Footy Show. And the masters of the universe. I am Adam, Prince of Eternia and defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull. became the mighty battle cat and I became He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. Only three others share this secret. Our friends, the Sorceress, Man-at-Arms, and Orko. Together we defend Castle Greyskull from the evil forces of Skeletor. Ah, oh, Matthew speaking. It's Warwick speaking. G'day, Wallace. What's going on? And I've got a special guest in the studio with me. Hey, uh, Matt, how are you, mate? Jay Porritz oh, here. Oh, good, good, mate. How are you? Oh, good, mate. Second show. I'm excited. I get my MD, Matt Duncan, its first experience. I'm absolutely pumped. First time we get to team up, mate. I'm excited about it. <laughs> and and anyone good. I can team up with was against. Oh, is, oh, is thanks, perfect. mate. Appreciate it. Um, now, it's very interesting that you bring up his name because I just noticed, as you were saying... Hello to Matt. You had to look at the run sheet and go, what's his name again? Oh, are you um, Matthew. I called him MD. Oh, oh. That's a thing we the have. Do- the doctor. Is that what yeah. we're calling him from now on? The doctor. Uh, Matty Duncan, we have the rookie special, obviously, tonight. Uh, we've gone through a bit of it with Marie Cialis. We'll go through a bit more with you in just a few seconds, but I have a question for you. Where are all the Brisbane Broncos rookies, mate? Well, we've, we've provided in the last couple of years, boss. We've run a bit dry now. All our, all our rookies are growing up. So, uh, yeah, it's it's... Uh, the rookies going in a bit of a phase at the moment, and um, yeah, Bronx, uh, all their young players have got a fair bit of experience under their belt at the moment, so we might have to wait a couple more till our next batch come through. Exactly right, Matthew. As Warwick is incorrectly pronounced on you again, you may not have any rookies, but you've probably got the best crop of young talent in the competition playing first grade. Boys, boys, boys. What he's really saying, what he's really saying, May Duncan, is that they're a stale team. Oh. No changes, no nothing. They're, they're going to struggle. That's what he's saying. Stale. You need a new player. You need some Jason Bugarelli in that team, mate. We'll take 1 0 on that one, Matthew. <laughs> um, buddy, we have to go to another big, uh, speaking of juniors or juniors departing, etc. Luke Lewis. The information the last couple of months has been that after he 
even before he got uh, done as, as captain of the Panthers, he was not overly keen on playing on a team that wasn't contending. Uh, they had a press conference on Monday. Phil Gould basically said that uh, they weren't going to stand in his way if he wanted to leave. Luke Lewis evidently looked a bit shocked that he got the release. Yeah, uh, so he's still planning his, uh, he's planning television, his television uh, preview of the decision. <laughs> he was out. That's a LeBron James reference, by the way, everyone, if you didn't get it. <laughs> Jakey loves some basketball. But, mate, your take on the Luke Lewis situation from up there in Brisbane, uh, I've got a theory. Jake's probably got a theory. Everybody else has got a theory. What's yours? Oh, look, I... My guess, first up, I'm, I'm shattered. I, I hate seeing situations like this where a player who's come through the junior ranks is, is pushed out of a uh, club for whatever reason. So, and he's one of my favourite New South Wales players. So, first up, I'm shattered. My theory is he's obviously got a lot of respect with a lot of young players around the club, Luke Lewis, and maybe there's a bit of a, a clash with, with Clearing. Clearing's coming to the club trying to stamp his authority and, and possibly... You know, it's gone loggerheads a couple of times with, with Lewis and it was either um, my way or the highway with, with Ivan and um, Lukey boys on the highway by the looks of it. Yeah. Jake, your, your theory? Well, personally, I think it's a lot of it is involved. Well, Matt's right, I think there's a, a lot of push and shove in there. I think he wants to play on a successful team. You, you've got to remember, he started his career at the Panthers, more they've had, obviously... Well, they Success. won the premiership, yeah. I think, in his third year or third second year. Third year, yeah. And he's, you know, played every position pretty much on the paddock for them. I think he's just a bit stale there, you know. Oh, the Broncos. Unlike the Broncos, I think he's, he just wants to get out. I think there's butting heads going on. But I think yeah. the main thing is he wants to play on a successful side, you know, get some support around him. He's definitely one of those players who plays better when he's got good players around him, yeah. you know, whereas some people sort of decline if they've got quality players with them. He's one that definitely... Plays better football when he's got better guys around. So your theory is he wants to go and play in a winner? I think he wants to play in a winning side. And I think there's going to be a lot of quality sides that want his services. Well, to, to unfortunately put myself in the category of taking all the theories and making them into mm-hmm. one, I think one of the real parts of this is that, as you say, Lewis wants to go and play in a winner. Uh, I'm sure there have been issues to a degree within the club about, uh, I think, probably a different training style. I mean, we saw a, a comment from... Luke Lachlan Coop, sorry, that he wasn't used to a coach like Ivan mm. Cleary, which basically says that he's a taskmaster. Master. Um, now, the problem that I have with people saying that he's been pushed is as much that I think it actually works in Penrith's favour to a degree to make the decision now. Now, I don't think believe that they are a better team losing Luke mm. Lewis next year, or maybe even the year after that. But the point that I think Penrith have arrived at, and particularly Phil Gould is... Their current lineup, even if you go back 12 months when Petro was still there, it wasn't good enough to win the competition. Now, no matter how many Band-Aid solutions you bring into the club, not in terms of Luke Lewis being a Band-Aid solution personally, but you can sign your Travis Burns, you can sign your Clinton, they're not going to win your comp. And even with that nucleus of Gordon and Coote and Lewis and Sivner Seaver and all these guys, they're not going to win the competition. So what you've got the best juniors Exactly. You've got to make... Well, up there. I put it into this category. Luke Lewis doesn't want to be there because he wants to play on a contender. And the Panthers go, well, it's better than having a disgruntled Luke Lewis here for two more years. Yes, he'd be an asset to a degree for our juniors, but if his example is that he doesn't want to be here, then we can't really afford to to stick with him. So they're they're going to clear the decks, they're going to rebuild, start from scratch, and really, that's the only way they're ever going to be a contender again, is if they change things. Because you think about the Matty Elliott rule, or reign, or whatever, and even before that, they've always been... They injected a couple of players here on contracts from other places, and it was never 
full-on junior development, unlike the year they won the comp back in yeah. 2003 and even then back to 91. I think they've done the right thing. Um, I am frustrated when I see young players or players that have been juniors leave a club. But I think for everybody, this actually might work out pretty well. Hello? Matt? He's gone. He's missed half of what we said. Matty? No, oh, he was, sorry. <laughs> I was Button. I was talking and you couldn't hear me, so uh, sorry. Well, that's good. I, I, I just I was worried that I'd set you to sleep. Sorry, <laughs> uh, mate. I had a nap as well. What, what's your What's your take on on the the various theories? Do you think it is as sort of I've alluded to that it might actually be the best situation for Penrith? Oh, in the I guess, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm not against you know Penrith having to, to rebuild. It's it's not working for them um, currently. Like you said, they've, you know, they probably do have to clear the decks and, and start again. I, I just wish, you know, for the game that you could have built around uh, Luke Lewis, but yeah. if that's not going to work, yeah, look, let's start again and, and do your best. And we've got to remember, too, that Ivan Cleary did the same thing at the Warriors, yeah. and tell you what, he didn't do a bad job at it. So, look, as you said, they don't have the things in place at the moment to be successful for maybe the next year or two. Yep, and that's the last couple of years of probably Lewis. I like Gus. I like Gus. At the front, and then with Cleary by his side, I think that's a very good combination. As you said, it's going to be a tough combination and a taskmaster-alike approach. But if there's only two guys that you want to rebuild a side, I think that and, and remember, Cleary is Gus's hand-picked choice. Mm. You know, he could have taken the job himself if he really <laughs> wanted, but he wanted Cleary, so he's going to back Cleary, and they're going to make these decisions. And they'll and they'll really that the next three years we'll see we'll see what's coming from the Penrith Panthers. Quick feeling, Matty, where does he end up? Well, I'm with you, Matt. I think the Sharks, but I also think the Storm are going to put in a really good effort yep. for him. If, he, if he's about winning... Yeah, he'll go to Storm. He'll take a minimum contract with the Storm. Yeah. If that's really what he wants to do is win another comp. Because you think about the one position that the Storm, the Storm have a hole in, yeah. and it's locked forward. Yeah. He'd be a perfect fit down there. Um, it, yeah. it'd, once again, make a bit of a mockery of the whole salary cap situation when yeah. if Nuffs are being on like three times as much as what he's probably going to get at the Storm. But yeah. I think that's a serious possibility. Now, I know the Tigers have been keen on him for a while. Um, their main problem is clearing salary cap space yeah. uh, for him, but he has a relationship with Robbie Farah, Tim Sheens, under him as the Australian coach. I think coach. he's, a, from what I gather from him, that those things mean a lot to him yeah. as well. So, and another thing about West Tigers is he might not have to leave his, I think he's building a house somewhere in Sydney's West, mm-hmm. um, and the Tigers would offer him a decent option training-wise, mm-hmm. whereas a team like the Sharks or the Dragons, you got to go from Western Sydney to uh, yeah. Cronulla or... Wollongong, yeah, and got, uh, from what I understand, yeah. the traffic through that period uh, sucks. Just ask Reese Carter, a mate of ours, from work. Now, buddy, we have to go to the rookies. It's time for that rookie aspect. We've established that the Broncos have no rookies whatsoever. They're a club going nowhere. But there are a couple of rookies, mate, that we uh, think are, are pretty special. And there's two of them. We've mentioned with Maria, but uh, you're pretty clear on who the top two rookies this year are, mate. Yeah, top two. Uh, and I've got to give you a rap, Waltz. I've, I've rated myself the last couple of years as the rookie man, but you were the one that the start of the year and said, who's the rookie to watch out for? I, I'm pretty sure you named uh, Big Conrad, didn't you? No, it wasn't just at the start of the year. It was, it was uh, early on last year, if you recall. Uh, right, it all blends in. I, I know you <laughs> uh, But yeah, mate, he was one of those guys that went, you've got you to think about him. Long and hard, Conrad Hurrell. And uh, I was surprised they gave him as much of a chance they did because at the start of the year... You saw that they picked Ben Henry, who's another rookie, 
in the centres ahead of Rapati. Yeah. Uh, Rapati was the other centre. Yeah, Rapati you didn't think he was going to get his one. chance, and uh, as it turns injuries out, injuries to Rapati sort of gave yeah, him the chance, uh, and... which unfortunately has been a very regular occurrence with him. Mm-hmm. Okay, I actually forgot one very important rookie who's been actually injured because of a trampoline, as Homer said before. Jack Whiten at the Raiders, uh, a really handy prospect. Uh, long-term future's probably in the halves, but you could see him in the centres for the Raiders next year. If I had the option, I would play Edric Lee and Jack Whiten in the centres for the Raiders next year and completely adopt the old enough is good enough format at the Canberra Raiders. But Jack Whiten, sorry we forgot you when we did the uh, information with Matt and Maria, but definitely on that list, Jackie Whiten at the Raiders. Just stay off trampolines, eh? Trampoline! Buddy, the, the top three rookie picks for you are? Uh, my top three are Hurrell, uh, Reynolds, and uh, who was the other one I threw in? Edric Lee, wasn't it? Uh, Everingham was your third, and then you had Everyham, two others to Everyham, watch. I think was uh, your uh, man Justin Hunt, who's uh, played up there in the Queensland Cup? Justin Hunt, the other South Sydney fella who... Uh, both him and Everingham, I, I don't know... We'll have the career of maybe of those other three. I think they've come in and be solid first graders, but mm. I, I think those other three, uh, including Hedrick Lee, possibly could be future representative stars. Uh, no doubt Harrell will play for New Zealand. I've passed, I've passed it already with... I've uh, gone, gone with it with uh, Maria already about Lee's performance on the weekend, but uh, you can see why I'm pretty excited about that kid. Oh, no doubt was. Uh, he's got uh, Queensland wing written all over him for mine. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Isn't that just disappointing? Hey, hang on, when did he where did he play his first uh, game of football? Let's uh, let's work this out. Let's, if we, I'll get news here right now, oh, I'll ring up the Raiders tomorrow. Uh, I get a phone call with you, man. And as a as a New South Welshman, you just <laughs> you don't want him run, running at you. Like he he's something special. He reminds me so much of a young Greg Inglis. The way he holds the ball in the under the left arm and uses the right one to just go see you later, see you later. Um, I'll dive in the left corner. The thing that's just struck me the most, and we saw it when he finally got the ball on the weekend, but the way he finished those three tries on the weekend... He's about 6 foot 11 and like, picked one up there was his a, toes. There was a speed factor in the way he got to the corner that, you know, not a lot of wingers have, whether mm. they're being the first grade for 10 years or not. There was something really special there. Yeah, he just got... Yeah, it's, we, I, I use it all the time. I hate using it, but it's, it's that X factor. That, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, you can't... You, you're born with it. You, you, you can't... Learn it, but and, and he's got it. So now, Jakey, Jake, you've got to give us your three uh, rookies for this year. I've got. Uh, I'm going to start with Adam Reynolds. Yep. Uh, he's my number one, uh, purely because of what he's given on a consistency basis. He's got. He's the best kicker for goal in the competition at yep. the moment. Um, and I don't think a lot of people are sort of paying enough attention to that. You know, there's some good kickers in this competition, and he's number one at the moment. He's taken the reins at South Sydney, you know. And when you've got guys like Greg Inglis, Dave Taylor, the yeah. Burgesses, you need someone to direct that side around the park. And as we said earlier, John Sutton is not a director. You need someone like Adam Reynolds. He's Peter done Weir, it beautifully. Peter Weir's a director. <laughs> so Reynolds, number one for, for mine. Conrad Hurrell gets in at number Peter two. Um, obviously, we've talked about him quite a bit tonight, so I won't go too far. But Hurrell, power. That's it. Strength. Yeah. You know, he's speed. Thighs. Uh, thunder thighs. You know, and already at such a young age, he has the ability to outplay far more seasoned veterans. So he yep. gets my number two. Uh, Aiden Caesar comes in at number three. Again, similar to what uh, Adam Reynolds has provided the side. Obviously, he's come in a bit later, but um, he compliments Scott Prince well. He's shown that when Scott Prince is out, he can run the side, yep. uh, which I think is good. 
He's got a great left foot step. He can kick goals as well. He's got a good kicking game, good defensively. So he comes at third. My honourable mentions are Edric Lee. Yep. Um, as we said just before, I love him, I think. And who else? He's an absolute powerhouse. And I'm going to go with Josh Mansour as we haven't seen a lot of him, but I think like he's one to watch along with Matt Ryan. It is over between us, Kate. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Now, uh, boys, my three, uh, the ones I've said at the top of the show, Reynolds, Hurrell and Caesar. And I've, as I said to Maria before, Maddie, the fact that Caesar has made Scott Prince relevant again is what gives him the third spot. Yeah, that's a good point, Was yep. uh, Now, Adrian hopefully by the end of the year, is into that category. Now, this leads us to Rookie of the Year. Jake is going, based rookie, on what you've seen this year. Based on what I've seen this year, for my rookie, is Adam one. Reynolds. Yep. My best future star. We can wait that till the next bit. All right. Uh, <laughs> Matty, who's your Rookie of the Year? Harold. Harold. Uh, I'm going to go with Adam Reynolds, uh, simply because he's made Souths better than what yeah. they were with Chris Sando. Not the same that Harold hasn't made... Warriors better, but... They did about the grand final last year, so he's got a lot to live up to. Uh, Now, the best future prospect out of all the players that we've seen, Manny Duncan, who was it? Uh, Edric Lee. He'll play for Australia. Mm. I'm also with Edric Lee. I think when you look at players, you've got to think of the potential that they have. And this guy has come from basketball. He's still learning the game, and he's got this freakish talent. I think the ceiling, when you say, how high can he go... He can go really high, and he can, he's got that ability to be one day one of, one of the centres that everybody talks about. My only criticism of Edric Lee reaching the best of this crop is that he's a winger. Yeah. And if, if but he, he's a centre. But if, he's, if he gets in the centres, yeah. he's a chance at, at, at establishing that. My main problem is he's also got David Ferner, who may have remembered how to coach a football yeah. side in the last two weeks. Um, as his coach, and I don't know how much if he's in first grade in a couple of weeks when Josh Dugan comes back. I'd, I I know that it's a tough thing with Ferguson and Croker there, but one way or other, it's not going to be long term. Edricles in the centres. Yep. Uh, the, but the guy that I think will be the best long term, I'm sticking with Tiatau Moga. Mm. I reckon there is a player there that if uh, Brian Smith puts him back in the centres mm. well, well, and stops playing this Mitchell Orbison garbage at, at centre and pull him back in the back row. We'll see Tato Mogo take over Rugby League well, mate, in a massive way, but I am, I'm just trying not to be too biased towards too biased. Um, Edric Lee. Nice. My mate says Mogo is the fastest person at the Roosters. Yep. He's the, maybe the strongest pound for pound and just has this freakish ability to make things happen. It's the X Factor, as Maddie said. Good. Like, he's right. a, he's now, quick one, uh, GT was kind enough to put his tips in. He said Harold Reynolds, Caesar, and he's thrown a curveball in here. Tyson Frizzell, you, know, you would have seen him a couple of weeks ago play for the Sharks against your Broncos, Matty. Any thoughts on uh, why GT loves Frizzell? Oh, look, he's, he, he looks to have a bit of promise. I probably haven't... He, he looked good that night, but probably haven't seen enough of him yet. But, yeah, um, yeah that's, that's a bit of a curveball. But, yeah, definitely a, a talented kid. Now, we had mentioned it with Marie before that there's not a lot of front rowers going around. But, essentially, mate, the big the big thing is that um, there's a thousand outside backs, which is great to see in the NRL coming through. And I think that's some of the times it's the more exciting way for your rookies are those outside backs because they're not being asked to do all that boring work up front. Quick one, here is the team of the year for rookies at this stage. Now, this is based on what they've done, everybody, not what they may do in the future. Ken C.A. played one game at fullback, so he's the only one that actually qualifies there. Uh, pretty much, Jane Tedesco would have got in for 20 minutes of uh, first grade <laughs> at fullback. Then the wingers are... It's a split heat, but a dead heat between Jorge, Tafua, and Edric Lee. 
Conrad Hurrell and Ben Henry are the centers. Everyham is the other winger. Aiden Caesar and Adam Reynolds are the halves. The front row is Jack DeBellin and Mitch Achurch. The hooker, because there's just seriously no hookers going around, is probably what I saw from Kane Lawton in the first couple of rounds. Mm. I thought he was really impressive for the I, Titans. Well, and, I mean, um, when, you, when you're splitting time with a quality player like Matt Schrammer, it yep. obviously shows the potential that he's he has. He's the, so. the one that caught my eye out of all of them. Uh, the second rowers are McKinnon, Harrison, Daniel Harrison, and Ryan Simpkins. The bench is Edric Lee, if you make the starting team, Tiata Moga, Matty Ryan, and Josh Mansour. Now, technically, there's only one, I think, rookie uh, coach in the NRL this year. I think that's Stephen Price, so he gets the coach of the year. Well done, The rookie coach. Well done, Steve. Default. Default. Greatest words in the English mm. language. And Michael Maguire, M-A-G-U-I-R-E, would be the one that came, I guess, into the NRL his rookie year, technically, would be the coach. I know you. You know you. And I know you know that I know you. <laughs> oh, I don't think I'm a lot dumber than you thought that I think that I thought I was once. Buddy, we have to get to something very exciting, which is your fried rice, mate, uh, and your tips for round number 19. But a quick one, Lottie Tahiri, is it the last we've seen of him on a football field? Oh, I think so. I think that, that'll be it, don't you? Yeah, I, I can't see a club taking on a player who has got a busted upper arm. That's the, the worry. It's, I think it's, it's this one, isn't it? Yeah, we'll Whichever, well, I don't know what that's called. The humorous. Sorry, the, is that the humorous? I think that's the humorous. Doctor? What do you think, Doctor? Can you tell us, Doctor? Humorous up the top and radius and ulnar in the lower? You sound like <laughs> Ian Healy on the cricket commentary. You, 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 you've been playing Operation recently. <laughs> uh, buddy, Zakiri, uh, another thing, we did see a tweet this afternoon uh, from Michael Gordon, the mm. Panthers winger. Uh, just check the timeline, uh, boys and girls, but it looks like he's not happy with something. It could be personal, it could be rugby league related, but if it's rugby league related, there's a chance he may not play first grade again this year for the Panthers. That's my hunch. Which is a, a big worry when he's in your email league. Uh, now, the uh, round 19 tips, buddy, uh, from you is Friday night. Are those Warriors any chance of knocking off your Broncos? Oh, it's always a good crash there, uh, was, and uh, I've always been taking for the Broncos this, this first week out of the, the origin period. But, uh, ooh, I'm a bit nervous. I think it'll be a one-pointer, and let's go with the Bronx. Oh, there's a shock. Now, the Bulldogs and the Eels... Actually, mate, look, while you're here, if we've got you for, for five minutes, let's just do the preview with, with Matty, shall we? To yeah, save sure. everybody from um, going even longer. Uh, Broncos and Warriors, Jake, who do you want? Oh, I'm going to go Broncos, but the way James Maloney's playing, they've got a chance, but I don't want to break my allegiance to Matty, so I'm going with the Broncos. Okay, uh, if Thunder Thighs was playing, I would be tempted mm. by the Warriors, but and I'll stick with the Brisbane Broncos. Just in case, those listening, he is a chance. He is. There's some conflicting reports coming from New Zealand. Dollar fifty for the Broncos, two sixty-seven for New Zealand, plus six for the uh, Kiwis. Now, if they get to six and a half, then maybe that's an option for you because I think it'll be very, very close. Bulldogs and Eels. This is at ANZ Stadium. Last time they played, it was forty-eight to ten or something. Mm. Uh, could be even more, Matty. Yeah, it should be. It'll be about the same again, was I'd, I'd say. So, uh, Eels. Look, they played some good football in that last ten minutes, but I, I think the. Yeah. Uh, Eagles have taken the foot off the pedal. Yep, uh, you can get 16.5 points if you want any of Parramatta. I don't think that's enough. They did cover that oh, last wow. week against the, uh, yeah. the, the uh, Seagulls late in the game. I don't think that's enough. I think the I'm, I'm saying plus 25. Okay, dogs for me as well. Uh, Storm and Cowboys. I declared the Storm after they got done by the Raiders. They would beat the Cowboys. Uh, I want Cooper Cronk to play before I stick by that solution because yeah. he will get rested in the next couple of weeks. But, Matty, your thoughts? Oh, look, I'm... I've just, I, I think the Storm will win, but I'm going to tip the Cowboys. I've just got 
this feeling. Everyone think they'll bounce back. I, I think the Cowboys are setting this game up like an ambush. I, I think they might get them. Yeah. Now, there's a bit of a market here for you. No science behind it apart from a bit of a hunch. Yeah, well, North Queensland, 257 outright. Melbourne, dollar fifty-three 55.5 with the Cowboys at the moment. So uh, I imagine you'll get a piece of that. Maddie and Jake, what would you do? Uh, I'm with the Storm, at home, but only because they're at home. Okay, Melbourne for me as well. Newcastle and Manly is the next game at Hunter Stadium. Actually, I think this is the 5.30 game, actually. Uh, the Knights are 3.15 at home. Manly $1.38. No Brett Stewart. And it's minus eight with the line. I don't like that line at all, If you like, even if you like Manly. Uh, but I'm going to stick with the Seagulls, Maddie. Manly over the past month are averaging more points per game than any other team in the competition. How do you know, how do you know that? Uh, Did you happen to write an article? I think, on I, 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 think I may have done a match preview for them today, but um, I think they're 30.8 points per game uh, at the moment over the last month. So, uh, you know, against the Knights' defence, which, you know, can be a bit iffy at times, um, especially with Snowden out as well. Uh, that's a lock for me. On Seagulls, next up we've got... Oh, hang on, I'll quickly mention something. As everyone has already heard, George Rose with a nice interview with us earlier on on the show. Uh, he is looking for, I think it's only his second try or first try this year to yeah. avoid the nudie run. So hopefully if you uh, want George Rose not to walk around uh, Brookvale Let's Abel, hope he nude, doesn't do it in Bathurst, which is we... where he's from, because it's way too cold to yeah. be doing nudie Shrinkage. runs. Shrinkage. Uh, Tigers and Panthers, Jakey. Uh, look, I'm going Tigers. I, I don't like tipping the Tigers at any stage, but... Over the Panthers, I think it's hard. Does that mean you're going to kill the Tigers again uh, this week, Matty? No, I'm, I'm, I've told Tigers fans I can't do it. I'll, I'll, tip, the, I'll tip the Penny Panthers again for them. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, Tigers, they're in a bit of a free fall, which they could afford to do because they'd won so many games in a row leading up. They, yeah, can't, lo- they can't lose this game if they want to uh, be a serious contender in the NRL this season, and I think they will... Uh, bounce back, as we like yeah. using that term, uh, on Saturday night at Campbelltown. The Raiders and the Titans... I think the Raiders are extremely badly, terribly overrated entering this game. Yes, I know the Titans are a, player, a few players short, but I think the Raiders, who are dollar uh, fifty-three versus yeah, the Titans two fifty-seven plus five and a half for the Titans, do not think, do not people don't think Canberra specials here. Please yeah. don't. But Maddie, who are you picking? I, I advise people who are thinking of having a bet in this game don't. It's just a no <laughs> bet game. Just avoid it. New bet game. If it was anyone but the Titans, I'd, I'd declare them. Canberra massive whole favourites, but you know I'm not a Titans fan. I'll, I'll stick with the Raiders, but yeah, they're uh, they're, they're the, the biggest whole favourite of the week. Now the thing about Canberra and and Jake and I watched this with interest last week, particularly against the Dragons, we got a bit lucky, yeah. but we played as open a football as I've seen from Canberra since those two runs back in 08 and and ten ten. We threw the ball around. That's what beat the Storm on the weekend. Oh. Uh, we targeted Anthony Quinn, which I can't believe other teams don't, don't do. do. Uh, and Dane Nielsen, who the Blues decided not to target in yeah. Origin. Um, he looked like it's at average the other night. Uh, if Canberra keeps throwing the ball around, I'm not saying just willy-nilly, because even I like saying that, yeah. that word, but if you move the ball, you, you worry defences. It's, it's not rocket science. Yes, you've you got to hold the pill. But you gotta you gotta give yourself a chance. The thing with the Raiders was is Sorry that, about this, Matt, it's a bit of a Raiders tangent. But the thing with the Raiders is that people always talk about their forwards, you know, and going forward. And okay, 
whilst they probably haven't done it to the way people think, when they do go forward, that's fine, but you've got to still use the ball, you know, and that's what they haven't been doing. The forwards, you know, often match it with the other team's forwards, but they're not using the ball wide. They gave the ball, the ball wide and they gave the ball early, which was the key it's, on the weekend. With any outside backs with any talent, they get the ball early invariably because they're marked by other outside backs. They'll uh, And I think I just want to give a quick mention to Sam Williams because he's one that's making that happen. He's getting the ball at first receiver and he's running the ball straight, which is what wasn't happening when McCrone was <laughs> at 5'8". Uh, uh, at halfback, just because he's more play, he's a better five eighth, and oh, it's debatable if he's better anything. But yeah, but uh, anyways, Williams is going straight. He takes three yeah. steps straight once he gets the ball, and that's enabling him to do. Quick it one better. from you, Maddie. Uh, if you're David Ferner, thankfully you're not. But if you're David Ferner, do you put Josh Dugan where when he comes mm. back? Oh, that's, that's a good question. Was um, I? I think you've got to play him at fullback. Position. So who makes way in that uh, three-quarter line? Oh, oh. Come to the dark side. Know. Too tough for me, was I don't know. Mm. I'll have to have a think about that one. Oh, it's Jared Croker without a second thought. It's, you'd like it that way. Can't tackle. Evidently, it's... recently, he can't kick. Yeah. And when he, oh, Although he's, he's been a great decoy the last couple of weeks. Yes. Um, that's been fantastic. But I honestly think uh, I'll try and take as much bias away from anti-bias. Mm. Based on form... Jared Croker is the guy that he can't. His defence has been atrocious, yeah. and I think Reese Robinson has to stay in the team. So, Sandor Earl and Blake Ferguson doing great. Let's go away from the top of the Raiders because yeah. we've just hijacked the show. Yep. Uh, Dragons and the Sharks. This is at Win Stadium. Now the market here is very interesting. The mm. Dragons are at all sixty-two, Cronulla two thirty-five with a plus four head start. And Maddie, all I'm hearing is people picking the Sharks. What are you doing? I'll pick St George. <laughs> <laughs> you like them, or you just don't want to be picking the same as everybody else? No, no, I, I just, I, again, I, I was surprised everyone's coming for the, the Sharks. I thought they were very ordinary the other night. And, um, yeah, I, St George haven't been great, but, yeah, I, I just thought Sharks didn't excite me the other night at all. Explain to me where the points are going to come from for the Dragons, though, Matty. Uh, they score the least amount of points, I think, in the comp. The, you know, Hornby, whilst he's been a great player over a lot of years, has got to be the least creative Half back in the competition. Behind McCrone, yes. <laughs> where, I like the Dragons as a side, but where are they going to score their points? Oh, <laughs> Against the Sharks' defence, too. Just chip away at them. Chip away? Just okay. chip, chip, chip away. away. Uh, what did you make of the move of Brett Morris back to the wing and Nightingale staying at fullback, mate? Yeah, interesting. Um, I, I guess they're just trying to mix things up a little bit. They're fairly interchangeable throughout a game, too, so... I'm not huge on, on what's been named, so we'll just see how that unfolds. He played too well in Origin. Okay, I'm taking the Sharks. I'm taking the Sharks as well, yeah. Okay. Sharks, not Titans, with, not, with, not with great confidence as we like that term here on the show, but uh, especially if Jeremy Smith possibly comes back. Apparently Gallon won't play, but Jeremy Smith, sneaky outside chance. Uh, the Roosters and Rabbitohs, we've all seen it, Matty. What happened on Monday night? Surely the Rabbitohs win by plenty. Oh, they should win and win easy was. Um... And, and they're a team previously when they were expected to win didn't go as well. I've kind of got that out of their game this year. They're, they're a better side. And um, if they really kind of want to put their hand up and, and you know, say we're a top four team and going to make a charge for these finals, this is, this is a game they've got to kind of uh, go for the kill. Now, uh, this game, if it was played during the afternoon, I would actually give the Roosters a real chance because mm. I think their ability to drop the ball is legendary. And when it's night conditions, they struggle. 
Um, I'm, ba- I'm basing that basically on last week's game, no other yeah. stats. Uh, 325 they, for the Roosters and 136 for the Bunnies. I think the Roosters stats is they commit equally as much errors with the Cowboys and someone else this The worst year. in the comp. Yeah, this year. Very good. All right, Matty. Uh, fried rice, buddy. I can tell you that the dogs are off the board. I've taken them. Nick's taken the Storm. Uh, DC's taken Manly. Maria has taken South. GT, once again, reliability personified. Hasn't given me his tips. So you have the choice of looking at your list. You probably get the Broncos, mate. Go the Bronx. Take the Bronx? All right, done. Uh, Matty Duncan, thanks very much for being on at the Footy Show, episode 115, the rookie special. I'm sure your first interaction with Jake the Snake has been outstanding. It felt very good. It was a good combination. Yeah. It is, it is. We'll it get is. you down when the round table eventually comes. Well, we tried this last year at the grand final, and because the Broncos didn't make it, he, uh, uh, he turfed his trip. That's all right. Very disappointing. You've made my... Uh, Second show a lot better, Matty. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> the, the sincerity is just uh, overwhelming me. All right, everybody, thanks very much, mate, Duncan. We'll speak to you next time on Not the Boot Show. Right, all right. Yeah, you know, in some cultures, they only eat vomit. I've never been there, but I read about it in a book. <laughs> <laughs> all right, there he was, Matthew Duncan. Uh, a lazy half an hour of him, but who, who doesn't like some Matty Duncan in their evening, morning, or lunchtime? Exactly. Bit a doctor. I think that's where I have to start calling him. I can't believe I have never come up with that <laughs> after three if years. If I say I've achieved one thing of my naughty... Not yeah, I can still call him the doctor. <laughs> you called him MD. All right, everyone. Uh, we have to finish up with me and Jakey uh, talking this, that, and... The other. Yes, and I think it revolves around a bit of a topic that has been glossed over a bit, mate, and uh, that is uh, the uh, RRs. Apparently the NRL wants us to tell us that the Round 19 and Round 20 are the rivalry rounds. Mm. It's, a, it's an interesting one. Oh, it's an interesting one. They've, they've extended it to two weeks to try and you know, make sure oh, all the best all rivalries. rivalries come out. It's, a, it's an interesting concept when you've got the Raiders playing the Titans. Oh, you just used our best bit of information. I've got to hold back till last. And so I, I, like, and... I like hitting hard early. When you've got the Raiders-Titans as a rivalry match, I don't, I don't know. But... And you know who we play next week? I don't. Sharks. <laughs> so so they've given well. ourselves two chances at, uh, at getting rivalry right and... Um, Swung and missed no. both. But the I other mean, games... some good ones. Yeah, but this is what bugs me, is it? When it comes to rivalry, mm. we had Heritage Round earlier. Yeah, in the year, that's the I think Canberra had... I don't even know who Canberra played back then. I think it was a Cowboys. It was, yeah, it was something just like, yeah, good on you. The thing that bugs me about it is, if you're coming to a rivalry, I would have thought that the most logical place the rivalry is formed is where? New. Or... Like in a big match. So what's a big match, generally? Like a grand final? A grand final. Okay. I'm sorry, we're currently experiencing technical difficulties here on Not The Footy Show. How's your DB? Better than ours, I'm sure. Toast. Who are we playing again this week? This week we've got the Titans. Okay, you're on fire there, but the problem is... We've just gone through Seagulls, yeah. Panthers, Tigers, Bulldogs, maybe even the Broncos, and Squadoosh, none of them. And yet we have to watch the Broncos play the Warriors. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think, big games, big games, Broncos, Warriors. Yep, uh, we've got the Bulldogs and the Eels, yeah, okay, that one makes sense. That's, that's an oldie or a goodie, they, mm. they like going back to that well. Storm and the Cowboys. Yeah. One came in 95, the other one came in 98. No, I've got nothing. Yet. Yep, there we go. Knights, that's the hard thing. And this is the thing that bugs me the most. Knights and Seagulls. 97 grand final. So if it's good enough for them... Yeah. Well, I did the... But even saying, saying that, 
the the Seagulls have better rivalries than they won against the Knights still as well. But know? that's the one but, that I can get but, behind. Yeah, that's, a, that's a great grand final. Yeah. It's well celebrated. Uh, then you've got the uh, Tigers and the Panthers, which I guess is the Battle of the West or yeah. whatever. It might be Battle of the West. We've got Parramatta and Penrith, which is yeah. the Battle of the West occasion yeah. as well. I mean, I'm not saying that this one isn't, but again... Not, it's more geographic without really being a great rivalry yeah. and they've, they've matched those Dragon two. Sharks so why couldn't won. Canberra have played yeah. the Tigers? Well, why couldn't Canberra play? At least, at least they played Melbourne at someone close to them. But you Melbourne's know, never no, been a rivalry. No, I, know, I know it hasn't been a rivalry, um, but I'm just saying, if you're going to go... Dragons off, and Sharks, which is geography yeah. right there, and then the Roosters and the Rabbitohs from 1908. Yeah. So they've got a couple right. Yeah. They've got a couple that they can hear, and then they've got a couple that you just go, next year, so, yeah. please NRL. Well, because you've got, you've got the Titans and the Broncos there. That's a good, great rivalry. Well, what, what about Titans and the Broncos? You can even go back to the original teams when they came in. Yeah. And say, well, Gold Coast and, and Brisbane or, you know... 1988. Uh, and Newcastle. Hey, he's, he's back, yeah, people. He's yeah. spotting raccoons. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the Knights. They came in in that year as well. I mean, there's plenty of options. and yeah. I just don't know who is sitting down and making these decisions and thinking yeah. that for the... I mean, this is Canberra hat on for a moment, but this is like... I don't know how many years in a row that we've been told rivalry round is going to be celebrating the game's great rivalries, and we've got the Titans. Yeah, a, I guess you can't please everyone, but... They just a, make, they, what bugs me is they've never made an attempt to please Canberra yeah. fans. It just shows you where uh, they rank in the, uh, the marketing Knowledge of department finals, at the yeah. NRL. Next week against the Sharks, I will say we did play a couple of good semi-finals against them in the uh, late 80s and in the 90s. Uh, but, yeah, come on, please. Try harder. NRL, that's this, that and the other for this week. Cheap, mm-hmm. nasty mm-hmm. and downright boring. Yeah, you can grab uh, Horry as the uh, fire department, I reckon that is. Yeah, uh, goes past nice. up here in the new studios. Where can people get you on the Twitter? Oh, on Twitter you can get me at, at Horry37. Um, at the moment there's a fair bit of Tour de France. Uh, Tour de France. Tour de France. Get Maria's boyfriend uh, in and they can just make a sound uh, for us there. Yeah, Tour de France. But, um... <laughs> There's a, there's a, <laughs> should be Tour de French, that's yeah. what it should be. Yeah. But anyways, there's a fair bit of that coming through there. But look me up, it's good. It's tell gonna, me It's going to get questions. better, I think, is what he's saying. He's, yeah. you know, I think we've established as we went to air tonight, everyone, that if, oh, he deserves some extra followers, people. There's some value there. Yeah. But he's going to have to tweet more. I will more, have to more, tweet more. More followers. But... And I believe there's been a couple of Not The Footy Show fans jump on your... They have, they have a couple of you Not The Footy Show after my debut yep. the other week have jumped on. And, uh, so it's at Horry37. Any reason for 37? Favourite number, for really? some reason. So, you, as your basketball number? As my basketball number, when I, uh, if I was to play for the Celtics uh, at point guard, I would. I'm probably not a centre, but <laughs> um, you're probably not a point guard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would be 37. Don't know why. I think it's a cool looking number with a round one and a sharp one. Sounds good. Uh, and you can grab his work uh, on a bunch of the club websites uh, across the NRL. Look for Jake Horitz uh, on the byline. And you write it on a website called dreamteamers.com.au. Dreamteamers.com.au, great little website for, I'm assuming the people listening to the podcast are pretty into their either Supercoach well, or... Mainly Dreamteamers is, uh, is the focus, but yeah. it applies pretty much across to, the board. Across the board. Um, we do articles of break-evens, uh, our little insights on the players. We've got a new podcast good, there's starting a podcast up, on that Dreamteamers Radio. Um, it's a great website, some hilarious and It's only 15 pictures. minutes, everybody, so you get even less... 
of me. Yeah. Um, it's a great little website. So and what's the, what's the biggest highlight if you head over the website? What do you see? What's the what's, what's the thing that we try, we're constantly doing at that website? I like the pictures. The pictures because we've uh, got to get around the copyright issues. There's a few so. copyright issues. Uh, so let's hope that. The, no, yeah. That's all right. We don't, we don't break anything. We're not breaking anything. Um, we, so we sort of have to be there's a bit a lot of cut and paste, a lot of cut and, paste and, and a lot of uh, blending and so forth. So there's a bit of a, a Greg Bird doing Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, on there at the moment, and a bit of James Maloney as a spider. Stuff like that. How can you not want to check that out? That's at dreamteamers.com.au. Take out the papers and the trash, or you don't get no spending cash. If you don't scrap that kitchen floor. You ain't gonna rock and roll no more. Yakety yak. Don't talk back. Uh, obviously, wdnicholson.com, everybody. The preview will be out tomorrow night, as you all seem to enjoy every week. Well, I do. Never... I sure get a lot of my information <laughs> from it. That's where uh, late mail is <laughs> the best place you can get your late mail. It's always yeah. whatever I hear. Go straight up there. And uh, follow me at NRL Tweet. And head over to our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash NRL Podcast. And I saw a website had like 10,000 likes. Today, oh, which I just got. Gossip oh, don't give them that plug. Um, <laughs> but I mean, good luck to them. But people, if you're following you're now, following you're that, you've got to get on not the footy show. We, we, we even put some of those photos from the Dream Teamers thing onto there as well. So it's worth just getting on there. Give us your feedback. We do appreciate it. And we'll give you a shout out on the show. There's a yeah. bunch of people. You can check it out. Uh, also the hashtag NRL Rookies, I think it is. Mm. People will put their suggestions forward for who was the, their Rookie of the Year candidates. Yeah. Interaction, people. It's my if they add me on Twitter, I'll give them my favourite new ads a retweet oh, on great. anything. Oh, that's anything. What, that, that's, that's what I'm happy to say. They want more of the sushi. All, all my NRL fans. All right, everybody. Uh, and as we said, please go over to iTunes and give us a rating. Uh, it just helps us bump us up on the uh, visibility for the show. And I am also searching for suggestions on our new logo. Because oh, the, yes. the Origin series is over. So mm-hmm. I've got to change the logo from those two cool-looking... Uh, mascots, uh, if you've got any suggestions that are different than me and uh, DC Chapman and our Not The Footy Show shirts, uh, give us an idea and we'll get to town photoshopping with that. Jakey Coritz. Thank Superb you. Superb second effort. Pleasure as always. Uh, we might just uh, leave that whole last segment out. Yeah. But uh, everybody, Jakey is, is a man and that's all I can say. <laughs> I've been Warwick Nicholson. <laughs> that's me. Jay Coritz. Oh, that was worth coming on the show for. That was. We'll talk to you next time on... Not the footy show. Show? Just go away now. I've had a gut call of you the whole game. Oh, I see. We need for five minutes. And finally, mate, 100 games, there's got to be one golden try that you can take us through from those 100 games. Um, What's the standout? Probably probably my first one versus the Roosters. It was, it was pretty, uh, pretty exciting, you know. I... I think officially it was it was something like 20 metres, but, you know, I, I tell everyone I, I broke through at halfway, stepped four people, and then came to the fullback and dropped the left foot on him and uh, dived over. P.S. One final thing. Not the footy show said a number of weeks ago that Ricky Stewart would be the Canberra Raiders coach after State of Origin. Another rumour is coming out again. Grill team, Matty Johns, etc., etc. They're claiming it's a done deal. But remember, we're the first ones that put our neck on the line and said it had happened. So it better happen. See everybody. Talk to you next week. Give us a plug somewhere. Anywhere. But not the footy show. Pepsi.